you're listening to Boss Up, the podcast for purpose-driven entrepreneurs, creatives, and side hustlers. I'm your host, Jessica Alexander. I'm the founder and CEO of Operation Evolve, an author, speaker, coach, and the creator of Boss Babes Brunch Tour. It's my personal mission to help you gain clarity, discover your passions, and walk in your purpose. Now let's get started with today's episode. Hey y'all, and welcome to another episode of the Boss Up Podcast. It's your girl, Jessica here, and today we are going to be talking about my personal five do's and don'ts of social media. Now, if you're a real one like me, (laughs) you have been using social media for almost two decades. In fact, I remember my very first social media account was with thefacebook.com. Like I said, only the real ones um, can relate to that, but I digress. Social media has evolved so much over the years because when I first had my first social media account, Facebook was only for college students. You had to have an approved .edu email address. And over the years, they started allowing the college students to invite their high school friends on or whoever on. And before you knew it, it was a platform for everyone. And we were no longer a safe haven where we could post all of our crazy party pics. Because I remember having to sit in on a workshop that was telling all of the students about cleaning up their profiles because employers were looking at the Facebook pages and determining whether or not you would be a suitable candidate for a position based off of that. What? It was a mess. So things have changed so much. And not only have employers been using it to vet their candidates, but businesses have been using social media to grow their platforms. And of course, these social media platforms have caught on to the fact that people are using it for business purposes, which is why they do things like ads and hashtags and the algorithm changes every five seconds. But we're not going to go into all that today. Today, we're going to be talking about the five do's and don'ts of social media. And this is specifically if you are an entrepreneur, side hustler, freelancer, if you're trying to promote a brand, this is what this podcast is for. Now, what you do on your personal time, we're not talking about all that today, but today I'm sharing my five do's and don'ts. So get your pen and paper ready and let's get into it. All right, so let's go ahead and get into it today. We already know that social media, it, it changes, it evolves. There are things that are different from day to day, from week to week, you know, from the first Facebook account up until now, there's so many differences on the Facebook platform. However, the five do's and don'ts that I'm sharing today will be tried and true and will stand the test of time. So regardless of what business you're in, regardless of what your end goals are, these do's and don'ts are going to be super relevant. So make sure you hone into this information. Make sure you write it down. Make sure you take notes. Make sure you screenshot and tag me in your favorite takeaway. But let's go ahead and jump into it. The first do is you do need to identify the platform where your audience resides. All right. So many people think that they need to be on every single social media platform that exists. And you don't. <laughs> you don't have to be on Clubhouse, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, and whatever other thing comes out within the next couple of weeks or whatever. You don't have to be everywhere. You're going to find that you get a better response in, on certain platforms. So if you know that when you post to Instagram, you're getting 
thousand likes, you're getting a bunch of shares and saves and your analytics are giving you a really positive response, but you have a private Facebook group or you have a, a Facebook page and you get one or two likes, zero shares, if that, then you know that maybe Facebook isn't an ideal platform for you to invest so much time in. Now, the good thing about a lot of these social media platforms and a lot of the apps that help you with scheduling is that you can integrate everything, which means that you can schedule a post, you can create a post and schedule it to multiple platforms. And even on Instagram, you can create a post and you can share it to Facebook, you can share it to Twitter, you can share it to, I think there's another platform you can share it to as well. I'm going to check really quickly. So yeah, you can share it to oops, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr. Um, so there are multiple platforms that you can share the content that you create on on Instagram to multiple platforms and you don't have to worry about creating a whole new set of content for every single platform. But at the end of the day, you don't want to overwhelm yourself thinking that every single time something new comes out that you have to be there. You'll find over time that there's a place where your audience is going to be and you want to nurture that space. Period. All right. The next thing you want to do is that you want to be consistent. All right. You want to show up on a regular basis and consistency looks different to other people. Um, for some people, being consistent means showing up three times a day on social media, three different posts a day. For other people, they may not have the capacity to post three times a day or to create that much content. So maybe once a day, maybe once every other day, and then maybe once daily in your Instagram stories. But you need to figure out a pattern of consistency that works for you. And you want to show up consistently so your audience can follow you so that you can stay relevant so that when people see your content, they want to engage versus it being sporadic and all over the place. You want to make sure that not only you're showing up consistently, but the content you produce is consistent with your brand. So consistency is key. Another thing you want to do is you want to try different ways to, to share content. So even though you are posting to a social media platform, there are different ways to present content to an audience. And I'll use Instagram as an example because they are a platform that has multiple ways to do in it. And if you haven't noticed that um, Facebook owns Instagram, so a lot of the features that are available on Instagram are starting to show up on Facebook. Um, for example, you can do stories in Facebook. You can do live in Facebook and on Instagram. Um, it won't surprise me if they introduce like reels or something soon. I'm not sure. But again, you want to try different forms of content. So let's go back to Instagram. We know that on that platform, there are multiple ways for you to share content. You can do a live video. You can post in your stories. You can post in your highlights. You can post on your main feed. You can post a scrolling post on your main feed. You can post a 60 second clip on your feed. You can, you know, post to IGTV. You can also create a reel, which is the newest um, part of their platform. And actually, they just rolled out video chats where um, you can go live with up to four people. So there are multiple options of you creating content on your Instagram page. So don't feel like it always has to be a cute picture. Don't feel like it always has to be a quote. 
give yourself some flexibility to switch up the type of content you create, the different forms of content, and see how your audience responds to it. Are you getting more engagement when you post a reel versus when you post a static photo? Do you get more engagement when you go live? You know, you'll be able to check those things out if you create the different forms of content versus sticking with something that you are comfortable with doing. The fourth thing you want to do is look for help if you aren't getting your desired results. Now, listen, the busier we get, the more clients we get, the less we're able to focus on things that are not revenue generating. So unless you are a content creator where being on social media and creating this content is how you're getting paid, um, but instead you're a coach or you have an event that you're hosting, you want to make sure that if you're no longer able to be consistent on your social media page, that you find someone to give you that support that you need. So if you find yourself in a space of not knowing what to create, if you find yourself in a space of not being able to post on a consistent basis, you might have to reach out for some support. And there's some great places to go. You can go to Fiverr. You can go into your network. You can ask people. There are people who do content creation, content planning, content management for their job. So don't feel like you have to do all of this by yourself. Of course, when you're first starting out and budgets might be a little tight, you may not be able to um, outsource that at the moment. But when you are able to delegate that to someone else, it's going to free up a lot of time for you to focus on the revenue generating activities. And it'll, it'll actually free up some time for you to possibly create other things as content versus stressing out over, oh, I need to post. I need to do a story. I need to do a live. Pass it on to someone else. Learn how to delegate. The fifth thing that you want to do is you want to check your analytics. Analytics are super important because they help you identify what's working and what's not working. You know, you might think that posting at Wednesday at 12 o'clock is the prime time because someone else told you that. But the person who told you that might be in a completely different industry, a completely different time zone, a completely different everything. And it might work for them, but it may not work for you. So if you are checking out new things, so let's say, for example, like I said, you're testing out reels, you're testing out static posts, you're testing out short clips, you're testing out longer videos, go into your analytics and you will only be able to do this if you have a business account or creator account or one of those professional accounts. You can't do this from a personal account, but you want to check your analytics. Your analytics will let you know about the reach that you have. It'll let you know about the impressions that you have. It'll let you know what popular days that you're post, you know, the days and times where you're getting the most engagement on your posts. Um, so go into your analytics and I'm going to I'm pulling it up right now so I can give you a step-by-step. -step. But basically, um, to get your analytics, you can go to your... So go to the bottom and tap on your photo, and it'll take you to your profile. And at the top, it'll say View Professional Dashboard. And it'll pull up your performance. So that's, you know, that's a, a great thing that you can do to help you get some insight as to where you are and how your brand is performing on social media. Also, this is really important for those of you who are content creators, for those of you who are looking to get brand deals and partnerships, you're gonna need those analytics. You're gonna need those numbers to present to whomever is going to be approving 
the partnership that you're seeking. So if you are able to say, you know, I'm reaching X amount of accounts, this is my click rate, this is my conversion rate, you know, these are the people who are signing up for my email list, this is my engagement, that's going to give you a lot more confidence when you're approaching them. That's also going to give the person who you're approaching a lot more confidence to say yes to you. So my five do's, I'm going to repeat them. I'm going to go into the don'ts. The first thing is you do want to identify the platform where your audience resides. The second thing you want to do is be consistent. The third thing is to try different forms of content, i.e. video, reels, live, scrolling photos. Fourth thing you want to do is seek help if you are not getting your desired results. And the fifth thing you want to do is check your analytics. So now that we have that under control, let's go into the don'ts, the do nots. So the first thing I want to say, and I might just be feeling some type of way because it's a pet peeve of mine, but don't be out there stealing people's content and not giving them credit. And I know that we're on social media and there's a lot out there that really doesn't have any technical ownership because, you know, it's social media, but you need to have a thorough little respect on people's, um, intellectual property and their creativity and give props when they're due. It'll, the good juju will come back your way. Okay. But if you're out here just stealing people's content, stealing people's quotes and trying to make it seem like they're your own, it's kind of tacky. That's just all I got to say. That's just a personal thing. And a lot of times if you are stealing from popular content creators, like they're going to, they're going to find out, you know, like, I guess the best example I can think of that's more recent is um, the girl who created the renegade challenge. Um, and there's another popular TikTok star who saw her do it online and she got so many invites to events for people to teach for her to teach this original dance that she didn't even come up with. But people peep game to the fact that she never made it up and, you know, essentially had to call her out. And she was, you know, having to hand that platform over to the person who created the content. Um, so, yeah, just give props where it's due, you know, and at certain times you might you might borrow a piece of content. And you might repost it and it might get more engagement than the original person who posted it. There's nothing wrong with that. But I mean, because it just happens that way sometimes. But make sure that you're being original with the stuff that you create and don't take credit for something that you did not create. Because, again, don't don't take money out of people's pockets. Don't steal people's creativity. Uh, I just don't I don't think that's going to come back with any, you know, any good karma in the long run. So I just want to throw that out there. That's my first thing. Don't do it. Don't steal content, period. Give credit. Would you want someone stealing your stuff? Like for real, just think about it. Would you want someone stealing your stuff? And there's so many different um, schools of thought on this, um, you know, because they say, well, you know, businesses have been doing it for years. I think in, and I think a lot into, especially the black community, I'm not trying to make this into a, a political type um, podcast, but I do think a lot, especially for black creators, is something that we've struggled with for decades, for centuries, honestly. Um, if you look into black culture and African culture, things getting stolen and people taking credit for it and uh, don't even let me go there. But I just think back to like looking at some of the old documentaries and some of the people who were trying to just make a breakthrough in their industry. Um, 
and this has nothing to do with social media, but I remember I was watching Ma Rainey's Black Bottom with Chadwick Boseman and Viola Davis. And I remember Chadwick Boseman's character, um, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, part of um, his character was looking to sell some music to this producer. And at the end, um, yeah, this is a really big spoiler alert. So if you um, <laughs> if you haven't watched it, go ahead and like fast forward one minute or 30 seconds. But his character, I'm gonna give you a second to do it. All right. So his character wanted to sell some music. He was, um, you know, he was talented and, you know, where he was um, playing for Ma Rainey. I hope I have her name right. But in his playing with her, he had to, he was able to interact with the producer, the person who owned the recording studio, and he shared with him some of the music that he had composed. And the guy was like, "Ah, oh, you know this this isn't going to work. I can just give you five dollars for five dollars a piece." So he was just trying to you know he was trying to pretend like he was writing him off, and you know if he gave him a little five dollars, he would go away. But then technically, he technically sold it to him. So, you know, there wouldn't be any back and forth. And you see towards the end of the movie where he actually went and produced all of that music with a, you know, of course, he was black. And this is back in the day. We produced it with an entire white band and vocalist. And, you know, of course, if you were to um, assume what would happen in the future, you would have known that it probably would have been a hit much money would have been made. And here he is with, you know, $5 in his pocket. So I say all that to say is that still in content just ain't what it is. I know the language that the English on that wasn't the best it could have been, but make sure you're just giving credit where it's due. Okay. All right. I'm done. The second thing you don't want to do is feel like all of your content has to be brand new. It doesn't learn how to repurpose content. Everything does not have to be fresh and right out the box. You don't need to do a brand new photo shoot every week. None of that. In fact, I'm about to share with you a way that you can kind of flip one themed content into maybe five posts. Let's see if I can do it. So let's say that you are, you record a video on social media. So you can create that video, post the entire thing to IGTV or post it to your YouTube channel, um, take, download the MP3 and, you know, upload it as a podcast. So that's three things already. You can also break it up into small clips and create a reel or put it into your Facebook or Instagram stories. Um, you can save the audio and use it in a TikTok or in a reel. There's, you know, or you can take the same content that you use in the video and write a blog. So everything you don't have to you don't have to change up every now like every single day. So learn how to repurpose what you have and learn how to stretch content. So like I said, you know, your theme might be on social media content strategy. You know, you can take the same three tips and use it as an Instagram post a Facebook post, a TikTok, a Reel, IGTV, YouTube, a podcast. In fact, I might just use this podcast episode as an example of that, but you don't have to kill yourself trying to say, oh, I need something new. They've already seen this before. Different people are looking on different platforms. So if someone comes to your website and they see a blog, they might not even 
have been aware of your social media pages, but they now saw that content and they now were, they were able to get the value that you created from it. So don't feel like everything has to be brand new. You can stretch your content out. You can repurpose your content and you can, you know, put it all in the folder so that you can use it again in the future. Everything doesn't have to be created new every single day. The third thing you do not want to do is you do not want to only post to social media when you have something to sell. Like, how would you feel like, you know how it is when you get a phone call from somebody and it's only when they need something like they only need some advice or they only need to borrow twenty dollars until they get paid on Friday or they only need some help because they kid acting a fool. Mm -mm. You don't want to do that with your social media account. So you just pop up. Oh, flash sale pop up. Oh, new product. No, your audience wants to build a relationship with you. And what you'll find in new social media is that so much is relationship based. Individuals want to connect with you as a brand. And although it's not you throwing all of your personal business out there, they just want to know about you. So if the only thing they know about you is that you're having 25% off or the only thing they know about you is that you're doing a BOGO versus them knowing like why you started the business, where you're based and behind the scenes work, there's going to be less likely for them to want to connect with you because there's so many other brands out there. And unless you're one of those brands that have stood the test of time, like you know, everyone's going to pop in the Walmart. Everyone's going to pop in the Target, regardless of what they post on social media, because those are just some of the, the staples. If I need to go to the grocery store, you know, I know I can go to Whole Foods. I know I can go to Trader Joe's and they're not paying me for this podcast, but I'm just saying, you know, I know I can go to these places. These are staples. So if they don't post anything on their social media, I probably wouldn't even know because at the end of the day, if I need groceries, I know where to go. But if I'm looking for a cute dress for my birthday, which is coming up, um, then I have my my options to choose. And, you know, if I'm trying to connect with a brand or wanting to buy from a brand, I definitely don't want it to be a brand that only reaches out to me or only emails me when they're having a sale or only wants to post when they're trying to sell me something. Even though I know that's the purpose of the brand, like I know that, you know, if you're in business, you want to sell things. But when it comes to social media, you want to build some relationships. You want to build some rapport with your audience. And I'm really saying this for all of my smaller businesses, um, that relationship building is key. And building brand loyalty through relationships is something that you want to do. So what you don't want to do is only post when you have something to sell, okay? What you don't want to do again, or I guess the fourth thing you don't want to do is you don't want to um, have this personal account and then all of a sudden say, oh, well, I want to start a business and switch your personal account to a business account. Now, let me tell you what the issue with this is going to be. You're going to start promoting all business stuff. So let's say you even just clear your page out completely. You take all of the posts down and you start from scratch. And then you start posting business stuff. You're going to start seeing you, you're going to start losing followers, especially when you change the name of the page. Um, you start posting more business stuff. You're going to lose followers. And the reason why is because the people didn't originally follow your page for business stuff. And um, I'm not even going to go into the conversation about support, but I will say that when you're, when you're starting a business, you want to start with um, something you know, we want to start with a fresh Instagram page, a fresh social, a fresh Facebook page. All of your social media needs to be new 
because you're going to be building a new audience. And many of the people in the audience may not be people that you know. They may not be people who you've met in the past. These are going to be new people who you get to introduce to your brand. And the good thing about that, the good thing about starting from scratch is that I feel like there's sometimes a little bit of nerves that people have when they are presenting this new business side of them to their friends and their family who, you know, might just recognize you from, oh, well, Jessica, she loved to turn up, which I do. But if I want to switch over and all of a sudden start talking about purpose and start talking about women's empowerment and brunches and things that I do, but everyone who has followed me in the past only was following me because I was fun to hang out with, or I posted funny pictures and I posted food pics, but now all they're getting are these empowerment quotes and, you know, these 30 second clips and these reels about how to love yourself and, you know, all that stuff. Then people are, they're not, that's not what they followed me for. Okay. Just a, break it down as easily as possible. They didn't follow you for all of that. So you might lose followers, but I do think it's really important to just start fresh. That way you can, I feel like, I just feel like the expectations aren't, um, maybe not even expectations. I feel like the stress isn't as high because when you are going live on your personal page for the first time and you know, you've got your auntie and them, your uncle and them and people that you know, but they don't, they've never really, I guess, seen that side of you. They've just been so used to, you know, homegirl Jessica, that they're not used to professional purpose-driven author, speaker, coach Jessica. So there's like, ah, oh, Jessica, what you, what you doing here? And I'm not saying that that should be a reason for you to not um, do lives with your family and friends or whatever. But what I'm saying is, is that kind of like that pressure of feeling like, oh my gosh, what are they going to think about me? What are they going to say? I feel like it's lessened when you're started from scratch and when you're building a completely fresh audience. Now, of course, your family and friends might come over and follow you, and that's great. But again, I just do not suggest, you know, wiping your page clean, changing the name, and all of a sudden posting, you know, your candles or your body butters or your lipsticks or your empowerment quotes. Just create a new page, start fresh, and really build an authentic audience who wants to be there. The last thing that you do not want to do is do not think that you have to be on social media at all. Now, this is crazy coming from a millennial, but it's one thing that I have been thinking a lot about lately. Now, I am—I don't have any plans of um, getting off of social media anytime soon um, as a professional, but I do think I do recognize that every single brand doesn't need a social media presence. Now, I do not want to take away from the fact that social media is an incredible way to connect with people. You know, I have clients who literally have found me on Instagram, booked appointments and have become clients literally in a matter of a week. And I am so, so grateful for that. But I also recognize that there was a time when social media didn't exist and that we had to find other ways to connect with our target audience. We had to find other ways to promote our packages, our products, our services, our events. And social media can be intimidating for a lot of people. And this is something that holds a lot of people back from moving forward in their brand because they 
think that they have to be on social media. They think that they need to be doing all of these things, posting reels, creating TikToks, you know, doing a YouTube channel, writing a blog. Like people think that they have to do that. And that hurdle is really stopping a lot of people from moving forward to creating powerful brands. So I did talk about in the do's about getting some help when you feel like you're not able to achieve those goals. So if you know that you just don't like social media, but you know that it might be beneficial to your brand, outsource that. But for the time being, if you if you can find a way to attract your audience, get your calendars booked. Um, if you're a service provider, sell your products and services without feeling the need to be on social media all the time, do it. And don't feel any shame about it. You don't have to be on the platform. You don't have to live there. And I know so many people invest so much time trying to figure out social media, but I just want to give you a little bit of assurance that you don't have to. I have, I don't know anyone personally, but because I educate myself through podcasts a lot, I have, I've listened to so many podcasts of women coaches and even males who just say, you know, social media just isn't for me. It was stressing me out. It was giving me anxiety. I didn't know what to post. I didn't know when to post though. I just decided that I was not going to post anymore. And I just made a decision that social media was not going to be for me and my brand. And at this time I'm stepping away from it. So you might want to make that decision for yourself. You might decide that this just isn't for you right now. And you might decide that you want to take a, take some take a step back and focus on other ways to attract your audience and to bring audience into your funnel, into your loop, into your tribe, into your circle, into your whatever. But it doesn't always have to be through social media. OK, so these are the five don'ts of social media. Don't steal content. Don't feel like you have to create brand new content every single day. Learn how to repurpose that stuff. Do not only post when you have something to sell. Do not switch your personal account to a business account. Just create a brand new business account. And lastly, do not think that you have to post. No, do not think that you have to be on social media at all because you don't. You can build a successful brand without it. So those are my five do's and don'ts of social media. I hope that they were really beneficial to you. And if you enjoyed today's podcast, please screenshot and tag me at Jessica C. Alexander on Instagram to share some of your favorite learning lessons from today's episode. But if you have any questions, I'll make sure to have all of my contact information in the show notes. And if you are struggling with creating content for your social media page, I have the link below for the Boss Up Content Challenge. It's a free seven-day challenge guaranteed to give you 21 pieces of content that you can create for your social media feeds. So until next time, I hope you'll have a wonderful weekend, a wonderful day, and I'll see you again soon. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. If you found today's podcast episode helpful, be sure to subscribe, rate, and share with your tribe. Also, check out coaching programs and upcoming events from our website, operationevolve.com. The link is in the show notes. We'll see you next week.